Hey, I'm Tom Power. I'm the host of the podcast Q with Tom Power, where we talk to all kinds of artists, actors, writers, musicians, painters. We had Green Day on the other day talking about their huge album, American Idiot. Nicole Byer came on to talk about ADHD and comedy. And then there's Dan Levy. While we were talking about filmmaking, we talked about his insecurities. I sometimes feel like I have this desire to, like, perform, to be a version of myself that people might like. Listen to Q with Tom Power to hear your favorite artists as they truly are wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Montreal wins in overtime. Another heartbreaker for a home team in the PWHL. What, how, why, who? You know, those are the questions. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. everybody. Happy 2024. I'm Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's Funniest News Quiz. This week, all three of our panelists are the stars of the hit show Run the Burbs, which was recently picked up in the U.S. by Hulu. And not to brag, but we were also picked up in the U.S. by a deeply confused person fiddling with their radio in Michigan. (laughs) Over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel... He and his family also enjoyed a stay in Jamaica at no cost to taxpayers. It's pretty easy to do if you just sneak out in the middle of the night. It's the very thrifty and worldly Andrew Fung. I love free vacations. In the middle chair with Rogers and Bell increasing their rates again. Honestly, she's just here for the Wi-Fi. It's YouTube (laughs) sensation Julie Nolke. And we are very excited to have him on the show now that he has finally entered the public domain. It's our very own Steamboat Silly, Chris Locke. Hey. Hello, Canada. I hope this message finds you well. All right, panel, are you seated semi-comfortably? <laughs> yes. Then let's sure, begin. Sure. Here is the news, the latest news. Panel, it is time for a news clue. That's right. This week's clue is brought to you by Sir David Attenborough and a brand new episode of Planet Earth. Have a listen and prepare to be quizzed. In the vast expanse of the North, an urban mammal is set to embark on an extraordinary migration. It's a quest for survival. This young creature must journey thousands of kilometers, leaving the safety and comfort of their 200-square-foot territory. Choices must be made. What to take and what to leave behind. And will there be a lucrative set in New Brunswick? It's a heavy burden. Yet our brave young mammal presses on. A testament to the resilience of nature and the failure of rent control. Thank you to David Attenborough for that news clue. According to a headline from the Canadian press this week, more and more Canadians are embarking on a migration. But where are we migrating to? I know a lot of people that went to Hamilton. Oh, the suburbs, baby! Uh, That is a very good guess. Not correct. Chris? Gravenhurst, Ontario. (laughs) Even farther. Not in Ontario? That is correct for the points. (laughs) 
out of Ontario. The Canadian press reported interprovincial migration has been gaining ground in Canada as more and more people chase home affordability. Ontario has seen a spike in the number of people leaving the province. Which two provinces have received the most newcomers as a result? Alberta. Correct. That's the number one. I saw the ads. <laughs> Newfoundland. No. Oh. New Brunswick. New Brunswick hey! for the point, Andrew Fung. Oh. Does it surprise you that people are moving all the way across the country just to chase affordable housing? And it's, it's weird because like Julie and I are originally from Calgary, like Albertans. So we went the opposite. We moved yeah. from affordability to an unaffordable province. To, uh, to chase our dreams. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, the problem with the kids these days is it's just if they would stop with the avocado toasts and the, you know, and the fancy coffees, they'd have a down payment in, in 250 years. Yeah. So. But going back to your question, I'm not surprised because Alberta, you can afford a place in Alberta. And recently I was having a conversation with a friend and, and, I, and he said, oh, he's bought a, like a condo as a rental property. And I'm like, oh, what'd you pay? He's like 190. I'm like, where is it? He's like, oh, it's like right downtown. I'm like, you paid one ninety for a condo downtown as a rental property. I'm like, that is bonkers because we're thinking in Toronto, the GTA, you're looking at three, four, five, six, seven, eight, a million. It's pretty amazing. So I, I don't, I, I see why people are doing it. Well, just to get some perspective, an average 900 square foot condo in Toronto costs just over a million dollars. What kind of property can you get in Edmonton for just over a million dollars? Oh, where, where Connor McDavid lives. Like, you go buy, you go roll up the Connor McDavid, I'll be like, yo, I'm buying this house. He's like, all right, it's yours. Like, <laughs> Andrew, you're correct. You can buy a four bedroom, five bathroom house in a prestige neighborhood with a three car garage oh. for that amount of money. On the oh. flip side, a 900 square foot condo in Edmonton averages just under $200,000, like what your friend paid. Yeah. What could you get in downtown Toronto? for just under $200,000. A parking oh. spot. <laughs> Andrew is correct. It is a parking spot. Oh, you can get a parking spot in Bainblower. I hate being correct here. <clears throat> that's to sad. be fair, the parking spot also comes with a storage locker. Oh, that's awesome. Well, pulling up stakes is one way of dealing with the cost of living, but CBC News recently reported on a lost skill that could help Canadians make ends meet. For the point, what pocketbook saving skill have Canadians apparently lost to time? Is it couponing? Like, we're not clipping the Sunday newspaper coupons anymore, but, like, I remember a time my grandparents and even my parents would, like, go through, we'd clip coupons. It's something that kind of goes hand-in-hand with couponing, but it's a little simpler than that. Oh, Julie, stealing. Is it stealing? <laughs> stealing. Oh, I get it. Five-finger discount. That's what it is. Uh, it is not. Julie, any idea what skill Canadians seem to have lost? They have lost the ability to count... The CBC News headline reads, loss of cooking skills has hurt our ability to adapt to rising food prices. I'm surprised. All of us? Uh, Many of us. Even though we've done more home cooking since the pandemic, Canadians have failed to cook more variety. (laughs) According to the report, how many go-to recipes does the average Canadian know how to cook? Toast. um... Eggs. Oh, uh, taco kit. <laughs> two. Two? No, I think like seven. Okay, Julie says seven. Chris says two. Ten. Chris for the points. No. No. Three to four. That's, That's so it. sad. How many go-to recipes do you have? Well, go-tos? Ten, fifteen. 
if you if you put me in a kitchen and said you have to make fifty dishes, I could do it. I thought you were gonna say put me in a cage. Yeah, put me in a cage. If this was a cage match, I could I'm make. A, if if you put me in a kitchen, out. I could make fifty. Rest, I could make fifty dishes. Bad. Yeah. So it's a bet. Bet. All right. Coming to CBC 2024. Your favorite mediocre Canadian celebrity is put in a cage. How many recipes will they make today? You're watching Fifty Dish Fung. (laughs) (laughs) Julie, how many go-tos do you have, do you think? So a little bit about me. I used to have a cooking show. Mm. So I have a lot of really... Easy, flashy recipes. I have a bunch of go-tos. I've got go to Subway, go to McDonald's, go to A&W, and go to the store. That was the most dad joke you have ever delivered, Kevin. Because Because News, Canada's funniest news quiz. This is Because News with Andrew Fung, Julie Nolke, and Chris Locke. Check us out on Spotify. The episodes are longer, stronger, and at least 10% more Fung. (laughs) 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 Panel, this is Tape of the Week. Have a listen to this clip that was making headlines and be ready to quiz. She gets it! History is hers! Ella Shelton. The pride of Ingersoll, Ontario. There is your Tape of the Week panel. Four point. What history did the pride of Ingersoll, Ontario make this week? She got out of Ingersoll. (laughs) Close. That's close. Ingersoll, Ontario is 159 kilometers away from Toronto. So she made it from Ingersoll to Toronto via the 401 in record time of seven hours, 16 minutes. She did it, y'all. She broke the eight-hour mark from Ingersoll, 160-kilometer trip. Chris? She shot the first ever puck. Chris Locke is getting the point on that one uh, because she scored the very first goal in the very first game played in the Professional Women's Hockey League. Yeah. So Yes. Ella Shelton plays for New York's PWHL team, which was playing against Toronto. Easy point. Which team won? Oh, not Toronto. Not Toronto. <laughs> New York. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The headline from the Toronto Sun reads, Toronto has plenty to learn after helping make PWHL history. Toronto may have missed out on the league's first win, but the team did notch a first in another area. What first did Toronto's women's hockey team get? They got the first penalty. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, Toronto. Yeah, there we go. Let's go. Forward, Rebecca Leslie got dinged for slashing in the first period. So sick. All six PWHL teams took to the ice this week, but because the league came together in just six months, a few things got overlooked. For instance, something is missing from the team jerseys. What is conspicuously absent from the women's hockey uniforms? A uh, Canada flag. Is it names? Names. You are correct for yes. the point. Players' names or team names? Team what? names. Was there even a dang jersey? <laughs> They're just wearing the, like, the, like the gear? The pads. The pads. There was jerseys, but they just say the name of the city. They don't say the team names, and there are no logos yet. And the city is written in a permanent marker. <laughs> They're going all out. 
The league trademarked some potential names, but they haven't been confirmed yet, so they're not on the jerseys. Possibly because they haven't gone over too well with fans, the ones that they floated. Can you guess the unpopular potential name for the Toronto team? The Toronto Pizza Pizzas. (laughs) The Hogtown Hammies. And they just have a pig corpse as their mascot. Mm. I actually like the potential Toronto team name. It's the Toronto Raccoons. And uh, I like that team name. I mean, the Bandits would be good if they had a raccoon as a logo. Bandits would be cool. Uh, They're floating the name Toronto Torch. Because we're known for torches? What, like... Don't ask me. I don't even like hockey. Because they're a mob chasing a Frankenstein? (laughs) Yeah. Other team names shortlisted. Ottawa Alert. And the Montreal Echo. Ottawa Alert? Toronto Torch, Ottawa Alert, and Montreal Echo. These are all things that you say when you're in an emergency. Yeah. It does sound like stop, drop, Is it the PWHL or like a World War II emergency broadcast? Yeah. Yeah. Someone Alpha Echo Torch. Yeah. Like, I, I so badly want this league to succeed. And on, I, I read an article where the ratings for their first games were like 700,000, 800,000, which is incredible for sports. So there's an appetite. We've seen it with women's soccer. But, like, we got to have some cool, badass names. Yeah. Because it's an opportunity yeah. to, like, have fun with the league, right? So. Well, I think that's maybe why they're just floating the shortlist. Uh, yeah. People do tend to like Boston's shortlisted name. Can you guess what Boston's shortlisted name is? Boston. Puck, Yeah. Boston cream pies. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a do- whoa, that's why they whoa, like it. It's the double entendre. That's why they like it. Delicate balance there. Whoa. Uh, Andrew. Uh, it's named after my favorite sandwich at Boston Pizza. It's the Boston Brute. The Boston Brutes. Chris is actually the closest. They're floating. The team will be called the Boston Wicked. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's great. Cool. That's, that's cool. the one oh, people man. like. Unfortunately, all tickets for this season's home games in Toronto are sold out. That may partly be because Toronto plays in a fabled location. For a point, where does the Toronto team play? Maple Leaf Gardens. You are correct. Really? For the point, yes. That's great. That was just there. Uh, That's great. I don't know where. Currently known as the Madame Athletic Centre, formerly known as Maple Leaf Gardens. Ottawa played Montreal in front of 8,300 fans at Ottawa's TD Centre, a new record for attendance in professional women's hockey. There are some subtle differences between the PWHL games and the NHL games. The league modeled its rule book on the NHL, but with a couple of tweaks. What hockey rules have been tweaked in the new professional women's league? Well, I think with women's hockey, there'd be this perception that it'd be less physical, but they've gone the other way. They've made it more physical, more violence. Anything you see in a WWE ring is legal on the ice. Clothesline, sleeper holds, power bombs. You will see it in this league. They bring in a chair. She's Yo, got a chair. She got a chair. <laughs> right? There's a table on the ice. They put the goalie through the table. Uh, Chris, any ideas? Um, I'm just spitballing here. A hat trick is now only two goals, and it's called a bonnet trick. (laughs) (laughs) They've gone with this. If a team serving a minor penalty scores shorthanded, the penalty is over. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's like a really technical rule. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So So power play is like limited. The PWHL has also adopted an unusual 3-2-1 point system. What is the 3-2-1 point system? 
Yeah, so they have to yell out loud, three, two, one, blast off before they shoot the puck. <laughs> well, that's fun. Julie, any idea what the three, two, one point system is? Is it something to do with like, for every three periods, you need to have two points and then a little dance? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, three, three points if you win in regulation. Two points if you win in overtime or shootout, and one point if you lose in overtime. You are correct for the points. I love this league so much. You are going. Already. I'm all in on this league. Well, you can catch all the PWHL games on CBC, at least until they lose the rights to Rogers. <laughs> because... News. Making the news a party. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. It is back to work week for many people. And if you're feeling stressed to be back to the grind, just be glad you don't work in one particular industry that was making headlines this week. According to City News, a new poll shows 41% of workers in a certain industry dread going back to their jobs. What industry is apparently so terrible that almost half of the staff dread going to work? OnlyFans model? <laughs> nah, man, that's, they want to go back. They love their they work. They love it. Okay, good. Uh, retail. Can we blame them? Retail. The amount of times during the over the holidays where I saw someone yelling at a person working in retail would, like, makes me so mad. So retail. Good guess, Julie? I think teachers. Because they have to deal with teens. I was on a streetcar recently and two teens got in a full on fist fight in front of me. And I had I had my kid with me and I was like, I just got to get off the next stop. I'm sure there are people in those industries that are dreading going back to work, but not 41 percent of them. Does anyone know uh, for real? What is the dreaded industry right now? Nurses. <laughs> it is healthcare. A city news headline reads nearly half of Ontario hospital workers dread going into work. Why so dreadful? You know, when I had my baby, a woman who I didn't know, Saint, fully changed my diaper. And I didn't even get her name. And there's no amount of money you could pay me to change a stranger's diaper. What? You got your diaper changed by a stranger? So when you have a baby, um, there's a oh, lot. Oh, I thought your diaper got changed. Yeah. But Wait. Not your baby's, your diaper. Yeah. Chris, you've you got two kids, man. You've been, you've been there. You've been there with your wife, man. Hospital staff say they are overworked, burnt out, and underpaid. According to a recent Nanos poll, a whopping 43% of Ontario healthcare workers reported that they are considering finding a new career. That's how tough it is out there. The Ontario government has been trying to deal with the issue by allowing more surgeries to be performed at private clinics, but critics say that is not enough. Quebec, meanwhile, is currently dealing with an emergency room capacity of 131%. I think that's too many. Yeah. You can't have above 100%. That's what I thought. Like, I didn't think that was possible. You can. It's just 31% are in the hallway. 
Those guys live rough over there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nova Scotia has offered prizes of $1,000 to healthcare workers who do what? Are they wearing sponsors on their clothes like indie <laughs> racers? <laughs> Your nurse is sponsored by Rogers. <laughs> Uh, it's an example taken from schools when you're trying to get a child to read more. And if they read a certain number of books or like if they have perfect attendance, right, they get like a scholastic voucher. So if you work in the healthcare system and you have perfect attendance, you get a bonus at the end of the year. That does make sense. It does make sense. Uh, however, they are giving $1,000 each to healthcare workers who submit ideas on how to fix the healthcare system that costs little to no money. That's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. <laughs> headline, a raffle. <laughs> a raffle. The headline from CBC News reads, Nova Scotia government holding raffle for healthcare worker ideas. And you know you've run out of ideas when your best idea is, let's have a raffle for ideas. <laughs> While Nova Scotia was holding its idea lottery, Alberta Premier Daniel Smith had some ideas of her own. Premier Smith recently announced a plan to allow witch people to open their own practices and start taking on patients. Witch people? Witch? <laughs> <laughs> <Like> witches? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Surprisingly, it's not witch doctors. What Astro- people? Astrologists. Whom? <laughs> uh, no. Who is Premier Smith allowing to open their own practices? Plumbers. <laughs> Correct answer, nurse practitioners. Nurse practitioners. That's great. The headline from Lethbridge News Now reads, Alberta allows nurse practitioners to open clinics and take on patients, something that they were not able to do previously. That's amazing. That's awesome. However, nurse practitioner clinics are not the only idea Smith has to overhaul Alberta's health care. In an interview this week, she said she has one health care focus heading into the new year. What did she say was her main focus? Cutting back on steaks per meal. (laughs) (laughs) She had one main goal for the Alberta healthcare system. Privatizing. She didn't say privatize. Well. What she did say was her main focus was firing people. Oh, nice. The headline from the Calgary Sun is Danielle Smith to Alberta Health Services managers shape up or ship out. Smith said... That's what our focus is. It's firing the managers who we have paid to solve these problems, and they've done nothing about them. That's private. The road to privatization is a road filled with firing people you blame as incompetent along mm. the way. Mm. So you don't and, think treating the province like your own personal celebrity <laughs> apprentice is uh, the fix they need? Well, to be fair, these a, a lot of these people are people they've hired or appointed over the years, like. The conservative government has been in power in Alberta for 40 plus years. So, you know, you're blaming four years of the NDP, but you've been in power the majority of the time. These managers, these people are are people you appointed and hired. They're your friends and allies. So these are people that you said would do the job and they haven't been doing it. So (gasps) you agree with Daniel Smith. Would you say you're a Daniel Smith supporter? Julie, why? Damn you, Julie. Damn you. I knew you were going to do this to me. Please don't cancel me. (laughs) There's good news, there's bad news, and there's because news. Until I die. This week I am joined by the cast of Run the Burbs on CBC, Andrew Fung, Julie Nolke, and Chris Locke. Also me. Season three drops this Tuesday on CBC Gem.
Panel Monday marked the beginning of 2024, and with the new year comes a stampede of people heading into gyms around the world. Mm. While the new year motivates some, there's a new word out there for people who want to go to the gym but are too afraid. What is the new term for people who are too nervous to work out in public? Chris. Weaklings? What is uh, Ozempic? Ozempic? Oh, that's that's too real. That's that's too real. I think, Gavin, the answer is that Jim Troverted. A Jim Travert. Jim Travert. That is uh, clever and close, but it is not that. Does anyone know for real what the term is? Jim Hesitant. (laughs) Jim Henson. (laughs) The headline from CNN asks, do you have Jim Timidation? Oh. Say that five times fast. Jim Timidation describes the anxiety that comes with being new at the gym or afraid of looking foolish as you work out. Do any of you feel gym intimidated? <laughs> we, like we go to the gym. <laughs> you ever go to the gym and choose your own adventure where you can't touch any of the weights and whatever weight it is, you have to do that weight. That's the weight. You, I just made that up. So you're welcome. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> A gym venture. A gym venture. No, I hate gyms. I hate sweating in public. I hate how loud they are. And I always put down the weights and it's very, very loud. It's a hundred. It's just humiliation. It's an hour of humiliation. Well, if you suffer from gym intimidation, there is a new kind of workout that's very popular right now. According to TikTok, what is the new type of workout that caters to those with gym anxiety? It's called chores. Uh, <laughs> you just do. It's like going to the gym, but at home. And it's just things you've been putting off for a long time. So instead of going to the gym and like lifting these weights, sweating in public, it's doing that load of laundry that you've been putting off for six months. Chris? Um, doing push-ups by yourself in your minimalist attic apartment while looking at a photo of a politician you hate? It's something called the Shy Girl Workout. The Shy Girl Workout. A headline from the Huffington Post reads, Gym anxiety is real. TikTok's Shy Girl Workouts can help. What's the Shy Girl Workout? Uh, It's basically simple exercises that you can do either in a corner of a gym or in an area where you don't need too much equipment or space. That is so up my alley. Yeah. Whatever. I want to disappear into the ether. It's like chest presses, squats, lunges, anything you can do at the gym where you can just kind of melt into the background. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like that. I sometimes do that at the, at the Y. There's a Y over here. I do it. But recently there was someone riding a bike singing. Mm. Full, like fully singing the music and just started yelling at me for like advice like hey this is a nice headband where'd oh. you get that headband and I said oh Amazon oh Amazon you got one of those Prime memberships and then I gave this guy tech support on Amazon Prime <laughs> so it was not the Shy Girl workout at all Shoot. it was helping this guy with tech support now you can just be in the middle of like, excuse me I'm in the middle of a Shy Girl yeah. I do the Shy Girl workout at my gym totally I do push-ups with the top half of my body in the bathroom stall and only my legs are out <laughs> Uh, Moving from the very shy to the possibly too outgoing, the Toronto Star reported on another gym trend for those who don't mind a little or a lot of attention at the gym. What is the new attention-seeking gym trend? Is it it the people who record themselves at the gym? You are correct (sighs) for the point, Andrew Fung. The headline from Toronto Star reads, there's a rise of filming in gyms and not everyone likes it. 
Vice News put it more bluntly. Their headline simply reads, Stop filming in the gym, you weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. I love it. Sorry, I'm in total disagreement with you. you wait, you, you want to... I am to obsessed. Not for me. It's my favorite thing to watch. It's like these young, gorgeous people just like peacocking around the... It's like an episode of National Geographic. Yeah. Where it's like the young, nubile male with his full plumage is now setting up his iPhone 12 to do squat presses. And it's like, if you don't film it... How does anybody know that you went? Okay, look, if, you, if you're at the gym, like there's a 24-hour gym, if it's like midnight and it's just you and a couple people, yeah, I get it. Or if you're with a group of friends and someone's like doing a big lift, it's like, yeah, I get it. But just when you're recording a whole workout, it's like when you're at the gym, you're sweaty, you're at your worst, you're wearing like your grossest T-shirt, sometimes you're wearing underwear, it's all these things. It's like, I don't want to be filmed in this place. Like, don't record me here. There's a TikTok <laughs> account full of videos of me at the gym. But I didn't make the account. It's called Man with Very Sweaty Butt Doesn't Know We're Filming Him at the Gym. Well, that is part of the problem, according to the Toronto Star. People are worried about being caught in the background of someone else's gym content. Because the commenters are terrible. Oh, the commenters are terrible. That's why I go to the gym and I wear a balaclava. (laughs) (laughs) The masked workout. The (laughs) masked The mass workout sounds like the like the best. I'd watch that show. Like what celebrity is working out underneath the mask? And you have to guess. Yeah, you just judge you by the muscles. Like, oh man, it's Cedric the Entertainer. He's working out of that mask. Like that would be such a great show coming to CBC. Wow, how did I not know that was Danny DeVito working out? <laughs> Speaking of filming your workouts, I want you to have a listen to this new health routine that has been all over TikTok recently and is a real celebrity go-to. Head on the mat. So that's really done. That was actor Chris Hemsworth, also known as Thor, filming himself doing what? Allegedly healthy activity. I don't know, but I'd like to watch. (laughs) Do you need to hear it one more time? Yeah, please. (laughs) All right. Please, yeah. (laughs) Head on the mouth. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I know, he's making out with a horse. That's it. I know I know that sound. That's a horse. Because you've been there. I've, I've seen it. I've been to the Calgary Stampede enough times to know when a human is making out with a horse, yeah. okay? Yes, that classic celebrity fitness routine of horse kissing. Uh, it is not. Chris, any idea? Um, Sounds like see, he just took his jacket off. <laughs> I mean, you're getting warmer. Or how about... Colder. Exactly. It's a cold bath. He's to get a cold bath. Ice, yes, ice cold bath. It's an ice bath. <laughs> the big trend right now, the headline from CBC reads Cold plunges are all the rage, but what does the science say? What are the supposed health benefits of jumping in ice cold water? I feel like it's good for your immune system. Is it? That is what they say. Oh. They say it, it boosts immunity, reduces inflammation, and it alleviates depression and anxiety. However, according to the CBC article, there is little scientific evidence to support these claims. Also, it can be quite dangerous if you have a heart condition. Have you ever done a cold plunge? I'm curious about it. I would take it a step further and I would go, uh, I'd do an ice plunge that was hot. 
<laughs> I do that because I go. I that's my personality. I take it one step further. I go. I go hot and I like do boiling it, hot water. I probably do it in my bathtub and I probably have have a cold drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is it for this edition of Because News. The winner this week is Andrew Fung. our credits. I'm Gavin Crawford, and I would like to thank our panel, our in-studio audience, our technicians, and of course, the electricians who wrestled lightning bolts out of the sky and jammed them into our radio so you could hear this program today. That's how it works, right, Pierre? We'll see you next time. Why? Because Thank you so much for being here. Give it up for Andrew Fung, Julie Noki, Yo, what up, Canada? It's your boy, Andrew Fung, winner of Because News. Congrats to my runners-up, Julie Nolke and Chris Locke. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Gavin Crawford, Phil Lung, and Jess Klamowski. This week, they had help from Black Eyed Peas superfan Alice Moran and John Blair. Rounding out the team, Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonzalez, and our recording engineer, Paul Hodge. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.